we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are occupying the transportation office. Again, huge shout out to those folks in transportation for letting us borrow it for 30 minutes or so, right, yeah, Mike? The, the Bat Cave's under renovation. It's <laughs> under renovation right now, so we're unable to use the Bat Cave. But shout out to the transportation folks here in Henrico County who are Henrico County Schools who are letting us borrow their conference office to do this podcast here. Got another guest for you today, but first I want to remind you to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, any of your major and minor podcast venues. All right. So all you have to do, literally, literally download your favorite podcast venue and search in Rico CTE and we should pop up. Yes. Red letter CTE. Real cool logo that Mike did, by the way. Thank you. Patting him on the back, man. Patting him on the back. See, Mike, I do say nice things about you, okay? <laughs> That's only because you're paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> do it right now. And it's, and, and it's recorded. So, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, guys. Today we have uh, with us a certified public account, accountant, Katina Downey, owner of Katina Downey CPA PLLC. How are you doing today, Ms. Downey? And may I say thank you so much for coming all this way to hang out with us inside of the transportation uh uh, office here. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm doing great. All right. So talk to us a little bit about your current position. I understand you own your own business. We mentioned yes. Katina Downey, CPA, PLLC. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, what your average day is and how we may be intruding on that average day right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this is off tax season. So a typical day is a little bit different. So um, I specialize in small business accounting and tax. So during the tax season, you know, January, February through April, uh, we're pretty busy with uh, income tax returns, which most people are probably familiar with that. Doing the uh, other time when we're not preparing tax returns, I'm doing small business accounting, consulting, uh, meeting with them, advising, that sort of thing. Okay. So a typical day um, starts at about 6 o'clock. Um, I get up first. I check my, my doors of Verona, Lady Blue Devils, a <laughs> basketball team player. And so the first thing I do when I wake up is look at her grades to see what's missing. Um, then I check my Facebook, then I get up coffee, check emails, uh, do all those administrative things and marketing things as a business owner, you know, you have, you do everything. So I do a couple of marketing things. Um, then I dive into client work. Um, so, uh, being a business owner, being an accountant, when did you know that that was something that you wanted to do? Um, I probably knew in high school. So I, uh, was a Tucker high school grad and uh, I think we'll talk about it a little bit later is about the um, the program. Um, but doing that program, I really liked what I was doing. And at the time, my best friend um, was planning to major in accounting at Hampton University. I was going to Virginia State University, but she was going to Hampton. Nothing wrong with Virginia won- State, by the <laughs> no, way. No, it's not. Absolutely. Uh, that's where I came from <laughs> as well. Warriors. Yeah, Got to put that out there. Yes. <laughs> all right. And so class of 96 for all you other Trojans out there listening. Yep. Um, and so she was going there. She was majoring in accounting. I had was working in an accounting department. And so I was learning kind of the ins and outs, the lingo. And so I decided, well, you know, I kind of like this. Maybe I'll major in accounting. 
Uh, she did not like accounting at all. She's uh, she is a very successful speech pathologist for elementary okay. school in Florida. But I um, I really liked accounting. I liked the organization of it. I liked the rules of it. I liked the clear cut. This is what it how it should be done. And I like the customer service part of it. So I would say probably either high school, college is when I really knew I wanted to be an accountant. All right. So that uh, program she's talking to, talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the cooperative education program we have here inside of uh, Henrico CTE, which allows students to actually go out and get some real world experience. And it sounds like uh, that COE program was able to yes. uh, expose you to quite a bit. But we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, I want to know, though. What is the most rewarding thing about being an accountant, right? Accountant is something, you know, a lot of people don't realize how important it is. Yeah. It's one of those jobs that I think is, is uh, you know, a little bit, uh, how should I say this? Maybe it's not... Uh, Boring, is that what you want to say? <laughs> not, I'm, trying to say I'm trying to say it nicer, nicer. If, yeah. you know, people, are, people don't really... You know, people don't really give accountants, you know, what they sh- deserve as far as, you know. Business owners realize the importance of accounting. <laughs> yeah. Not most people at home. Yeah, most, yeah. yeah that's what I'm trying to say, yeah. Mike. Thank you for helping me clean that up. So. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> what is the most rewarding thing about being an accountant? Um, probably helping people. I mean, I love helping people. Um, and so when people come to me with a problem and I help them talk it out and figure out what it is they're really trying to solve, um, a lot of times, you know, business owners, they are concentrating on running their business, the operations of it. But there's the background part of it. And accountants are, you know, we're kind of in the background. We make the things, the compliance things happen. So we we don't get out front. We don't do all that. But we make sure that those things are uh, how they should be. And so that is probably the most rewarding thing is helping our clients. The most rewarding about being a business owner is having ownership of my time right um time is so valuable you don't get any more of it you can make more money you can't make more time and so owning my time is is the most rewarding part of it uh, as a business owner you wear multiple hats so oh, yeah and uh, so you have to be your own accountant whereas some <laughs> yes. businesses, you have to be your own accountant and your own everything else so yes. talk a little bit about that struggle and how you're able to able to overcome that on the um, daily well i have really good uh staff that help me get those things done and so you know, I'm appreciative of the people. I can't do anything by myself. Um, as far as the leadership of it, of it and the, the direction that it goes, that is me. But the execution of those things, I have staff to do that. All right. Um, when you were um, when you first started your business, um, did you start off as a as a company of one and yeah. then moved on from there? And how, how have you grown over time? So I was working for a really, really great regional CPA firm, which is Kyder Stevens out in uh, West End. Um, great uh, group of accountants, great CPAs, really customers focused. Um, but when I had my daughter, I really wanted to work for myself and have that flexibility of uh, being at all of her events at school and being able to do career days and just doing all of those things. And so that's when I started the practice. And so I started um, the business plan of it while I was carrying her, you know, planning for that. And fortunately, the, the um, partners over there, the CPAs there, were very helpful with me uh, making that transition. And so I was the, you know, accountant of one that did everything. <laughs> and so we built over the last 15 years to where we are now. So you've been in business for 15 years? Yes. Now. And yes. then how, what type of, uh, what house is your office now? How many people do you have under you? I have four people under me. Our office is at Paragon Place. Mm-hmm. Um, over, if you're familiar with the old Kmart at Glenside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, I'm across the street from that. So my oh, office okay. is across the street from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. All right. 
Um, how has COVID uh, COVID nineteen it's it's affected so many businesses, um, people individually, business uh, definitely businesses. How has it affected your business and how you conduct that business? Um, well, we started out the practice when I started. I started in the cloud, paperless. So the transition for me and the staff it wasn't. Uh, that difficult for the work itself. But I do a lot of client site visits where I go out to client site sites mm-hmm. and help them and their staff. And so that part was really difficult. And I like seeing people face to face and, you know, yeah. talking to them and seeing their facial expressions, especially if I'm teaching a class. I do a, a try to do a monthly free class kind of teaching about the basics of being a small business owner and how to use the accounting software. And so when I'm doing those classes, I can see the eyes and I can yeah. see if they're glazed over or if they're <laughs> paying attention, but it's hard to do that when you're not right there. So I would say the biggest probably impact has been not being able to be physically with everybody. But um, with Zoom, you know, we're able to, you know, log in and talk at the same time and see, you know, people that way. But as far as our workload, um, it added because there were so many changes and so many twists and turns with um, the CARES Act and what was available to small businesses owner, business owners. And I really wanted them to know what was available. So I spent a lot of time in April, March and April, researching the CARES Act and researching what was available and letting people know, you know, what you can do and talking to our clients and telling them this is, you're kind of guiding them through that process. So that was the bi- probably the biggest impact to what we were doing. When when you were um, you said before that you were alumni of uh, Tucker and you were in the yes. cooperative education program, um, what did you what would you say this that you got out of that? What did you and it, who, what company did you work for? If, if, I, I went to work for Circuit City Corporate. Uh, I don't oh, know wow. if any of your young I, <laughs> listeners know. Fifty five. I know who Circuit <laughs> City <laughs> is. I know the best products is. Was it, is that like a Staples <laughs> like, or something? Like <laughs> no. Pre Comp USA. <laughs> it was like uh, it's like a Best Buy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Circuit City was like a Best Buy. They mm-hmm. were a huge organization, and their corporate office was uh, right off right off of West Broad Street, mm-hmm. where uh, I don't know what is there now. Um, oh it's gosh. behind the old Charlie's. Okay, yeah. on uh, uh, Gaskins Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their corporate office was there, and I went to go be an accounting clerk, which meant I did a lot of filing and I did a lot of data entry. So I'm great with a ten key now. <laughs> um, and that I learned I that imagine. on that job. And um, doing a lot of filing, uh, we used to have these big, huge sheets of paper. We don't, you know how you have your laser printers now. Well, back yeah. in the day, mm-hmm. there was a big, huge sheet of paper. It was a dot matrix printer, and it was a tractor printer because it, it was a it, tractor it, printer. Yep. Yes, and so it was a big, huge sheet of paper, and it would these big, huge. Um, piece of paper that would come out of the machine it would make this loud noise and my job was taking those big printouts and put them into these other little hanging uh, things in a fi- like a file, file cabinet fold- but it was huge oh, okay. and so I had to file all those and then when I would come in my boss would have stickers on my desk of what she wanted me to do make copies of this fax that it was a lot of copies back then, <laughs> back then. <laughs> I can imagine. and so I did a lot of that and a lot of, of data entry from one report because it didn't, things didn't talk to each other back then. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of taking what's on this piece of paper 
and typing it into something else. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of that. So I'm sure when things did begin to talk to each other, I'm sure that helped you out a lot in the long run. For me, I love technology. I love seeing what it can mm-hmm. do. So for me, it's been fantastic. But for some people, that transition from it was rough. how I've done it before mm-hmm. to doing something different, some people don't don't particularly like that. Yeah. I love seeing how we can do things differently. So, but I understand people don't always like that. So let's, let's talk a little bit about technology then. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you've been in business for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So how have you seen some of that technology that helps you do uh, what you do on the daily evolve? The, the biggest impact, I would say, would be uh, cloud computing. Um, doing a lot of things in the cloud and being able to not worry about um, data being lost and being able to uh, service clients at a, at a moment's notice. I may be here and I get an email on my phone. I can respond to that email from here, whereas before I know – the thought of talking to someone when you weren't in your office or communicating with them (laughs) was unheard of. Mm -hmm. And and to think that I now walk around with a computer basically in my hand and I can service them. It's that to me is a game changer. And and also that with a cloud computer, be able to have access to the data in a third place. Yes. It's where the, your customer is storing it there and then you have access to that. Yes. There's no emailing back and forth and what's the most current version of the documentation that you, no, it's all in one place. Yes. And I love, I love that. And and just in reference to that, there's a, um, a the platform that I teach on a lot is a QuickBooks online, which is small business owners use for their accounting. And so that has been tremendous in helping when the clients get stuck on something, how do I record this? What do I do? Being able to log in and see where they've messed up, <laughs> where they messed up, <laughs> and and quickly fix it for them or show them if it's something I know that they're gonna come across again, then I'd rather show them how to fix this later on. But some things are just a little bit more complex, and I just fix it myself. All right, then on the back of, back on the topic of the COE program. Yes. How would you say that helped you become who you are today, if, if any at all? Um, it did. And it, it, it was a tremendous, I even think back on those things even now. So when I'm dealing with, you know, how I communicate with staff, what my expectations are, I think back to my bosses there, they were really good bosses. And so they were very nurturing and help. And maybe because I was a high school kid, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but they were um, very, very helpful. And so I think about that when I'm thinking about my leadership style and also just the, when you're going to your learning and work ethic, most of the time when you're in high school, you're not even, I don't even remember how I learned about the program. I think my my typing teacher said, hey, you want to do this and, and leave school at lunch? And I was like, yeah, Please. <laughs> leave school at lunch. <laughs> so I think, you know, you're not thinking about that sort of thing when you're in high school. Right. But now thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, that was a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, and actually turned into a career for it you. It turned eventually. into a career, yes. Yeah, and so uh, would you say there's something that, uh, stuck with you in particular one thing that maybe stuck with you in particular coming out of the coe program um that the con- the concept of work and you know showing up on time and being professional and working in that type of vi- environment it was a corporate office right so you know you dressed a certain way you carried yourself a certain way it's very different from working in i had worked in the in a movie theater before that and so we had a little uniform yeah, a little that bit we of wore. different atmosphere very everybody. different <laughs> atmosphere so i think that you know feeling grown up and working somewhere where other grown-ups are working makes a big difference. Yeah, it's, it's those essential skills that we talk about. Yeah. You know? Yes, yeah. yeah the, the, that uh, communication uh, and mm-hmm. interacting with people and understanding that the world does not revolve around you and that, you know, we all work together. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, those, those, are, those are things that every business 
person needs in their office, right? They need right. people or students or, you know, alum to come out and be able to make an immediate impact, but they be able to get along and have some of those uh, intangible skills right. as well. Right. And I think it's, I think it's the, that's the, the neat thing about CTE and the, all the programs they're offering is that they're teaching those yes. essential skills to the students so that they, because where else are they going to get it until they get, get to they, the, exactly. into the business world? Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's it. And then I think I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really good point. I tried to, to, um, you know, let my daughter know about that, that, you, you want to have experience. When you go to apply for a job, they want to know that you have experience. But you don't want to wait until you're ready to get a full-time job yes. to get experience. You need right. to go in. And so they're like, how do you get experience? Well, you need experience. And it's just like this, this backward circle. Whereas in high school, you can go ahead and get that experience. Even if you're not you know, paid to learn it, you're learning a skill. You're learning what employers are going to look for you know and believe it or not that being paid thing is a barrier for a lot of people uh even in college uh, a lot of them wanted want them to be paid internships paid opportunities but sometimes the payment is the experience Experience. you learn exactly exactly yeah Yeah, the uh, i think that the um what we're also talking about is what they refer to soft skills yeah is the you know you may have experience in the classroom or whatever for accounting or for whatever skill that is that you're being hired for. Right. But it's those skills about not being on your phone, showing up to work right. on time. Yes. And right. you mentioned about the uniform and being dressed properly for the business world. All those things are where, is what's being covered and, and you're learning before you get there. So instead of showing up to work and going, uh, we have to have talk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You want to learn those while you're in that position where the expectation is not already there. When you're 20, two years old the expectations that you're going to come on the first day and mm-hmm. know how to carry yourself yeah but when you're 17 18 the expectation is that we're teaching you how to do that so the best time to get the to mess up anytime would be in high school yeah and this is where our workplace readiness skills yes. come yes. into play that yes. we're absolutely. teaching our students yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely yep. and uh, so katina uh why do you think and we kind of hit on a little bit of everything uh, mm-hmm. you know why this is important why do you think coe programs are important to have in general? Um, I think they're important for all these things that we just talked about, but the primary would be the experience, the getting to understand and getting to explore something that you wouldn't have thought of before. I didn't think about accounting before. I wouldn't have thought to go apply to be an accounting clerk at Circuit City. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's about exposure sometimes. It is about exposure. It's definitely about seeing what is available. As a, a young person, you don't know what you don't know. And so being able to to be put into a spot where, you know, you're learning something new, even if you don't go into that field, you're still meeting those people. You're still making those connections. You're still understanding how things work. Yeah. And just like you said, you mentioned about your friend who talked you into getting into and then she found out she didn't like accounting. Right. She hated accounting. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. Right. She got the exposure. She thought that's what she liked. She found out she didn't. Right. And she's still in high school. It's not like she's figuring that out in college where she's got to start all over again. And well, she, actually she was. Oh, what? So oh, no. She, oh, no. She, she was. So she was in college. She had majored in accounting. And, you know, as a freshman, I'm not sure you young people understand, but as a freshman, you don't have to declare a major. You don't have to know yeah, not right, right now what you're going to do. And so that's what she was going to major in. Well, when she took her first accounting class, oh. she said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I, I know accounting had something to do with math, but I didn't know it was this She's much like, math. like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it, might, it might not have been math for her, but, uh, you know, I'm just making and it. Was just the, it was just the concept. I mean, right. you know, I like things in line. Mm-hmm. She likes things in colors. 
So oh, okay. it's just very, if I see a form, I want to fill in the boxes. She sees a form and she wants to color it. Okay. So oh, it's just you. a different mindset of how you see uh-huh. those type of things. And so it was, it's a much better fit for her. You know, working with the young kids is a much better fit. All right. But, so. but like we've talked talk about before, Rashawn, is, is that whether it's a high school um, CT course or an A-Center program that you're taking, is that exposure to find out yeah. that is this what's right for me and finding out what might not be ready it's for yeah, good for yeah. me. It's so and important. And that experience getting it out the way can help you later. Yes. You still get the experiences you know, that you are going to gr- gain from that, but it, some of that experience could be just, I need to try a different path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and it also experience. gives you, I think, um, a greater appreciation for those things that you may not like to do mm-hmm. because you know people won't like accounting not everybody's my my brother is a an it great guru uh-huh. he started out majoring in accounting okay. hated it <laughs> and went into it and so you know you're either gonna you're gonna like it or or you're not um and but being exposed to it gives you a greater appreciation for how difficult you know, it is for those people in that profession. And I'm sure being exposed to accounting in, in general and having to manage other folks' funds helps you as well in your own personal life. So how has oh, yeah. being an accountant helped you personally? Um, well, I don't know how it helps me personally. Um, it's always been in my mind. Even as a little kid, I liked okay. the concept of money and how it worked and that sort of thing. So growing it doesn't really change it just a, made it's always a been good a math fit. person <laughs> pretty much it just kind of fit it just fit for me okay and uh i was talking to mac recently he mentioned the vita program where you're yes. going to be teaching students a little bit about taxes talk a little bit about that and yes. uh, how the students may be able to get involved and what do you what you hope to teach uh the students i want to talk a lot about that yeah, well, <laughs> well, so, well, scratch a little um, part off <laughs> <laughs> the um the vita program which is the volunteer income tax assistance and tax counseling for the elderly is an internal revenue service program that was started back in the early 70s. I want to say 71, 72. And so it was started with the idea of helping uh, low income to moderate income individuals prepare their tax returns and get tax advice. Uh, and so um, I start, I worked a VITA site when I was in college, I was a uh, senior in college. And our accounting, uh, well, our tax professor worked for the IRS. He was an adjunct professor for us and he worked full time for the IRS. And so he was very, uh, you know, strict about the rules. And um, when I, growing up, I always thought I was going to be a judge. That's what I had planned to do. I knew that's what I was going to do. And so when I majored, you know, in accounting, I thought I would be a tax attorney and I would be, you know, judge in the tax court or whatever. And so when we had this uh, professor who worked for the IRS and came, he really drilled down the law. And Mm -hmm. so... He wanted us to see how the law applies to the form. And so he had a, a VITA site at Virginia State University. And so myself and another senior, we ran that program. And to see how, you know, appreciative those people were of us spending our time helping them. So I always wanted to have a VITA site or participate in one. And, you know, during the tax season, I'm really busy. So I didn't really have time. But this year, I was able to work it out so that we could have one here in the East End. Oh, awesome. Um, and so you'll find uh, several vital sites run by the AARP United Way, but we d- didn't have one out here in Verona. And so I really, really wanted it. And so I talked with the IRS, and so I've been working with them, working with some of the county leaders in Hemrico. They've been t- fantastic. I'll tell you, our Verona supervisor and our uh, new um, representative for Verona District they love our students. They want the best 
for our students. And that, so they've been very helpful in getting me connected with the right places to get this up and get our students to be able to volunteer for it. So what they can do um, is they are able to volunteer to either learn actually how to prepare a basic tax return and work at the Vita site, or they can volunteer to be one of our runners, you know, handling the paperwork, or they can work as a scanner, or they can help us with the marketing of the program. There are a number of ways in which the students can volunteer to help us out. The good thing about uh, this program is it allows them to become a certified volunteer income tax preparer. So when they finish the program, they can go on to work for a tax office. Wow! You know, you know, later on, they can still volunteer for us because we want to keep the program going. <laughs> no, right. But we're going to do. We're starting out this time with just a five Sundays this tax season from February the seventh through April the fourth. We're going to try to do every other Sunday, okay. and we are focusing on the elderly this time. We right. want to expand it later on as I get more volunteers. But right now, we want to. We don't want to bite off more than we can chew. We want it to be successful. So um, that's that program. So if your students want to learn more about it, the IRS has information on their website. They okay. have YouTube videos showing, you know, talking about the program. Um, there is on our website, there's an organization that I founded this year to give information about that. So it's veranacenter.org. It has a list of all the volunteer opportunities, a video on there about um, what you would do as a VITA volunteer and who the VITA program helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else I want to say about that? Hmm. Yeah. I want them to sign yeah. up for that. And I want them to get the, want our students to get the benefit of it. Anybody can volunteer. It's right. open to any, you know, qualified individual. But we really, I really want, when the IRS said representative who's helping me, she's coach, she's the IRS employee who coaches me uh-huh. she mentioned using the high school students i mean a light bulb just went off yeah. and i you know Immediate immediately connection. shot a message to mac and <laughs> like, hey you know is this something you know yeah. we can do and so i'm really excited about the opportunity that's going to give our students and you know and, and, and knowing mac the way we do mike you know he hopped on that opportunity oh my god <laughs> yes definitely yes. Yes. i want to make sure i'm going to make sure i get the uh the links yes. to all the pertinent information okay. on okay. the description of the podcast today yes yeah, and um, so this sounds like a uh, sounds like a way to give back to Verina. Yes, in a way. So, why do you think it's important to give back to Verina in this fashion? Um, our students in Verina have enough challenges. We have quite a few uh, challenges in this area of the county. Um, as, you know, growing up in Henrico County, um, I've enjoyed you know both sides of of the county. I went to Laburnum Elementary and Moody. And then I went to Tucker High School. And so coming over to Verona and having a, my daughter's gone to Verona schools all the way elementary, middle to high school. And plays and basketball so there now, She does right? play basketball there, yes. <laughs> and so I've, I've seen some of the challenges that our students have. And one of those, when I look at, you know, for example, the website of, you know, those businesses who are in that CEO program. And I look at those that are on this side of town, there aren't many on this side of town. And so I want to give our students on both sides of the county the same opportunities if if I can my little piece of what I can do to help is what I want to do all right so what do you hope the students gain ultimately from a program like this I hope that they one get experience that they can use to become an employee somewhere that they want or if they want to have their own tax business someday and also um, we are and as a CPA profession 
we always recruiting for future CPAs. Mm -hmm. And so to get those students connected with other accountants, because there will be experienced accountants there. CPA means certified public accountant. Yes, sorry. CPA means certified public accountant. Mm -hmm. And so you want to get them connected and in that pipeline and let them know that this is a career path that they can choose. I mean, it's wide open. There are CPAs who work for professional athletes. There are CPAs who are auditors, tax people, um, account. You can do C- anything you want to do. CPAs are essential. CPA. Like, that's they are to, essential, you know? and so you, they could choose to go that path, or they can choose to go right into work and be a tax professional without going to college. You can go. You study. You have the past test designed by the IRS, but once you pass those tests, you can work. So you, I know that they that Henrico has. Was it three E's? Yep, three, yes, E's, three E's. Enrolled, enlisted, or employed. Three and E's. Exactly. So I'm also a veteran. So I've done all oh, of those okay. things. Well, thank all you for your those. service. Thank you. And you're thank welcome. You. I've done all those things, and I know that there's benefit to each and every one of them. So if a person decides, I don't want to go to college, or I don't want to go right now, you know, I really don't want to enlist, this is a way for them to get some experience to go on the, ed- you know, just more avenues. Get employed. Really. Yes. More avenues. It's another certification opportunity. It yep. is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another certification opportunity. All right. Well, uh, running up against the clock here. Oh, um, sorry. And, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but, uh, Mike, you want to add one more thing? Uh-huh. What would you tell, um, you know, you've been through the program. Um, you're also, we've got children now and they're coming up in age. It, what would you tell a parent and a student, you know, and or a student when it comes to whether they should get involved in the, the cooperative education program, CT right. as a whole, the ACE centers. What, how important do you think these programs are to students, and what would you tell a parent to convince them to say this is really something they should be taking in consideration? I think it is extremely important. Um, the program will give your if you're if I'm talking to a parent, I would say it will give your student that experience that they need to go out into the workforce. If I'm talking to a student, it's it's more difficult for them to see the benefit now. And even, you know, for some reason, students feel reluctant to do something that their friends are not, you know, doing it. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, if the group of people are going over to the CTE program, then I'll go right. or I'll look into it. But it's more, I think, as parents, we have to sometimes push. And, you know, I try my kinda, best to kind of help guide exactly. them. Exactly. Right I try to right. let my daughter kind of choose her path, but sometimes I have to push her into yeah. what I want her to do. It's part of parenting, do. I'm sure. I'm not yes. a parent myself. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But yes, you're right. It is a part of parenting is to push them into what you know is going to benefit them down the road. So um, I would say it is extremely important and very, very beneficial to, to your students. I think a lot of parents just don't know that it's there or how do they get involved. And so I'm hoping that at the end of this, you will explain to them how a student would step-by-step step get involved with that CTE and CEO program. And it certainly will make the, the goals look a little bit more tangible for them as well. So maybe that will yes, help, help yes. them kind of, you know, not make it look so far into the future, but see, I'm chasing a goal that's not too far off. Yes, right? I think they get confused. As, you know, we tell them you have to take English, you have to take math, you have to, you know, we give them that schedule. But as far as an, an option for them, they don't know what do you do? How do you let someone know that you want to exercise that option? Right. And, then, you know, we always call it the big why around here. Like, why am I doing this? Why am yeah. I doing that? They're immediately able to see why they're doing something and maybe what the result will be, uh, uh, you know, as the effect of actually doing yeah. it. So. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to thank you so much, Miss Katina Downey. Again, Katina Downey is a certified public accountant and owner of Katina, of Katina Downey CPA PLLC. Thank you so much for uh, being on Henrico CTE now. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, before we go, I want to remind you, check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major and minor podcast venues, such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and all the little ones out there. All right, guys. That's it for us here for Katina Downey from Mike Roberts. I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone. <laughs>